Hi guys, welcome to the Fintech Coffee Break. I'm your host, Isabel Castro, and today I'm sharing my coffee break with Santiago Suarez, co-founder and CEO of Adi, one of the largest BMPL providers in Colombia and Brazil. Since their founding in 2018, they have focused on extending customer access to credit as well as boosting commercial activity through their BMPL app. I caught Santi after his talk on day two of Fintech Nexus's LATAM event in Miami in December. We spoke about the challenges of setting up BMPL in Latin America and of the success they've had. Enjoy! Nice to meet you. Good to meet you too. Are you having a good time at the conference? Having a great time at the conference. Highlight of the year when it comes to the conference. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I really enjoyed your talk. I just saw it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to have a chat with you about BNPL and the Latin market. Um, to start with, if you could just tell me what gets you up in the morning, what gets you motivated to do what you do? few things mostly it's an adventure I think building a company any company in Latin America is an adventure and there are no two days alike and you have the opportunity to just go experience something new every day uh, related to that learning how every day you get an opportunity to learn and then the third thing I, I get very excited about what we're doing I get very excited with the fact that for the vast majority of Latin Americans having access and being able to participate in the digital economy is not a real option yet. And I think what we're trying to do is fix that and solve that. And that's that's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. And I'm really excited about what you guys do. Um, when did you realize this was what you wanted to dedicate your life to? So I would say I had always had in the back of my mind the desire and strong viewpoint that I wanted to do fintech in Latin America purely because the financial inclusion aspect of it. As I mentioned in my talk, um, growing up, I think I was on the receiving end of some of the challenges of not being able to access the financial services system and of not having what I would call a fair and thoughtful banking system. So I had always thought about it in it came through the years. I mean, I, I think in 2007, I built a model about how, what it would take to build an E-Trade company in Colombia. And it never felt right. And life is funny in that sometimes when you least expect it, the opportunity shows up. And in 2018, I, I was leaving London Club and my girlfriend at the time was moving back to Bogota. And I think we tried to do San Francisco and Bogota long distance and it was miserable. And I think two or three months later, I said, you know what, I'll go to Bogota. Maybe this is the right time to do things. And it turned out to be the right thing to do things. So we started Addy and then she and I got married and we have a kid now. Um, and uh, so, so I think it all worked out quite nicely. Yeah, it's a nice, happy ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so BMPL as a whole has seen a lot of growth in LATAM, especially in the last year. Um, why do you think this is? My sense is a lot of the growth that people saw in BNPL over the last year was just driven by this mania that was driving BNPL 
uh, activity in 2021. I think there was a moment where, as Carlos said, if you said I do BNPL, money would just rain from the sky at crazy revenue multiples. And I think some of that has faded away. Um, I remain convinced that the opportunity around point of sale financing and buy now pay later is incredible in Latin America. I think it gives you the ability to offer differentiated underwriting in a way that is very hard to do pretty much anywhere else. Um, but I think you'll start seeing much more measured growth than what you've seen to date. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's exciting. Um, what has been your biggest challenges? Boy, how much time do you have? <laughs> the biggest challenge, I mean, look, I would say the biggest challenge is lending in Latin America is difficult. So, you know, you have uh, credit loss spikes, your fraud spikes. But I would say the biggest challenge has always been and will continue to remain too. Number one, learning incredibly fast. How do we increase our rate of learning? And as the company grows, you got to maintain that rate of learning. It's harder to do. It's easier to learn individually than with two people. And like the difficulty of learning, I believe, scales exponentially with the size of the company. So that's a big challenge. The second challenge is how do you remain true to your values and the culture you're trying to build? Uh, but it's been, I mean, look, startups in emerging markets are not for everyone and certainly fintech startups in emerging markets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can imagine it's very, very difficult. Um, what are the effects that you have seen that you've had with Addy on your consumers, on your customers, and especially the unbanked that you're serving? I mean, look, I'll tell you something. Over 25% of our customers in Brazil have never had a credit card. So I am giving them access to real-time payment-specific credit that you can use in an e-com setting. And that is something that I've never had access before. Mm -hmm. I believe at some point early in our life cycle, for over half of our customers in Colombia, Adi was the first time they could buy online. Mm -hmm. For some of our merchants, Adi is the reason they've been able to avoid closing the store. So that's real impact. You know, mm -hmm. that, and then it goes back to one of the motivations I had about starting a company which was seeing the great opportunity in financial inclusion that we had and we still have in, in Latin America. Mm -hmm. One of the kind of controversies that BNPL has had, at least in Europe, I'm not sure whether that has even translated to LATAM, uh, but it's some people believe that it facilitates um, consumers entering into kind of debt and credit when they maybe shouldn't, like it lowers the barriers. Um, have you seen any kind of instances of, the, of this and how do you manage that kind of risk in your products? Yeah, I mean, we have not seen it in mm -hmm. part because I think the macro environment in Europe and Latin America couldn't be more different. Mm -hmm. Like there's a much under, much more underbanked population, much less, it's poorly served when it comes to credit access. So just giving access to credit to people, a lot of these people just deserve the credit and they've never been able to get it. Uh, how do we manage it? We're very responsible when it comes to income ratios. We try to make sure, and do I think we get it right or that? every time? Probably not, but we always seek to make sure that the product is affordable and sustainable. Mm -hmm. Okay, people have turned to crypto as a store of wealth because the currency is either fluctuating wildly, way too widely um, or just like the interest rates are going crazy you know yeah so um, how do you underwrite in that kind of situation for your products how do you manage that kind of risk 
I just don't see it as that big of a risk. I mean, Colombia has devalued 20% over the last three months, and that's the highest devaluation probably over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't see it as that big of an issue. Inflation in both of our countries is under control. The Brazilian reais actually kind of appreciated over the last 12 months against the USD. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it would be different if I were operating in Venezuela or... You know, some of these countries with triple-digit inflation, you have to be very, very mindful of how you underwrite at that point. But for us, it hasn't been an issue. I mean, inflation in Colombia and Brazil is roughly comparable to the U.S. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have any kind of plans to go into other no. jurisdictions? No. You're just going to stick with these two? Okay. Stick with these two for a while. Nice. Well, you're doing really good work there, so I can understand. Um, so what's a piece of advice that someone has given to you that you would give to someone else? Go with your gut. Nice. Okay. That's a solid one. I like that. Um, and what are you excited about for the coming year? My son. Your son, of course. He's a, a small person now. I, <laughs> I say that he has been upgraded from baby to small person. Nice. So it's like we now have like a small person running around the house. Really cute. Uh, so certainly my son. Uh, very excited about Brazil. We just moved there. Uh, we, meaning my family and I, moved there in August. Uh, we think it's an incredible market, so I'm very excited about making that happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also excited about having another year focused on the operation. You know, we were lucky enough to raise a lot of external capital in 21, mm -hmm. and that basically allowed us to spend all 22 building. And I'm looking forward to another building year. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, okay, so we've got one last question, which is our curveball question, which is just one at random. I think you saw some yep. of the ones. Um, so, what was the last book you read and would recommend to others? Last book I read and I would recommend to others, 4,000 Weeks. 4,000 Weeks, what's that about? So the book basically talks about how 4,000 Weeks is roughly speaking the amount of weeks we have in life if okay. we were to live up to roughly speaking 80 years. Um, or 2,000 weeks. I forget it's 2,000 weeks, 4,000 weeks. But anyway, it's, it's a low thousand numbers a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I, unlike any other time management book that is all about how do you cram everything, how do you're super efficient, and there's some value in there. Basically, the view here is you don't. Just let it go. It's going to be okay. Know that you'll never be able to show up to everything you want to show up. Know that you'll never be able to do everything you want to do. Choose the things that are truly important and let everything else you know, go away. That's a really nice note to finish on. Um, thank you so much for your time. Before we go, uh, how can our listeners get in contact with you or uh, follow Addy's? You can follow Addy on Twitter at ADDI underscore COL. Uh, easiest way to get in contact with me over email, Santiago at Addy.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you so, so much. And have a great rest of your day. Right on. Thank you. <laughs> As always, you can reach out and chat to me on my personal LinkedIn or Twitter at Izzy Castro Rides, that's spelled I-Z-Y. But for access to great daily content, check out Fintech Nexus on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can also sign up to our daily newsletter, bringing news straight to your inbox. And for more Fintech podcast fun, check out the website's podcast page, where you can find more fascinating conversations hosted by Peter Renton and Todd Anderson. That's it from me. Until next time, enjoy your downtime.